The term skills gap refers to the bridge between the skills that companies need from their employees and those that are actually available from workers. In the digital first or digital native era, this gap is fueled by a combination of factors including advances of automation, AI, and other technologies, alongside with the candidates lacking the skills needed to interact with these new tech innovations. These advances have changed day-to-day operations and upskilling programs that many organizations have yet to catch up. The result is a widening skills gap that can take a toll on a company's performance as well as employee confidence and productivity. So the skills gap of the future is two-pronged. Organizations seek IT staff to fill the need for both interpersonal soft skills and technical hard skills. According to CompTIA, 79% of organizations are pursuing initiatives to address these gaps amid a tightening market for IT labor. In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Suresh Sambandam, CEO of Kissflow, for his take on the future of application development with or without code. Suresh, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you. It was great to be here, Alan. Now, given the hundreds of or thousands of STEM graduates in Asia alone, in 2016, the World Economic Forum, for example, estimates that China alone produces 4.7 million STEM graduates a year. So do we really have a skills gap or are businesses just being picky so that what we end up with is a shortage of the right skills alongside rising unemployment? What's your take on that, Suresh? I think I have a slightly different view. Yes, there is a need for the skilled workforce in the the enterprise, right? But take a step back and see what is causing this. There is a huge digital explosion that's happening. There used to be a time when the technology team used to be a small portion of the overall corporation or an enterprise. But now, literally, technology is like electricity, right? It is running as a bloodstream across the organization, which means in every nook and corner of the organization, we need people with technology knowledge. And hence, there is an explosion of you know requirements and people who are digitally native, digitally talented, ability to put things together. You know, the demand for them is extremely high. And hence, the skill gap is being perceived in the market. And that's really my take on it. So yes, there is a skill gap, but the underlying reason is the explosion of digital. That's really what is driving this. Fair enough. Now, the idea of application without programming has been an evolution as far back as 1954 with a programming language called AutoCode. Then Apple came up with its own HyperCard in 1987. And today we've got this proliferation of low-code, no-code platforms. Now, describe for us what low-code, no-code platforms offer today. So before I address the low-code, no-code problem, I would like to introduce a term called semantic gap. That's really an important term to understand. What is a semantic gap? It's the gap between the way human beings think and the way machine works. And there is a gap between these two paradigms, the human thinking paradigm and the machine working paradigm. In this case, when I say machine, we're talking about the computer. And to bridge that gap is where traditionally software developers bridge that gap. How do they bridge that gap? They basically go to the business user and ask them, you know what, what do you need as a software? Give me a specification, give me your requirements. And then they translate, they understand that human need from the business and then translate that into the way machine understands. So basically the semantic gap is something that the traditional software developers were filling. And when the earlier versions of those software, including Apple, 
people when they tried to create it they were uh, trying to solve this problem in a very different way but what is happening right now in the low code no code paradigm is that we are taking a hybrid approach like previously people simply assumed that literally you don't need any developer whatsoever and you make a platform that end users will sort of use it uh, themselves right and and every time when somebody comes up with that idealistic approach that has not taken off what is happening right now in the market is yes we know we need to bridge the gap but then we may not be able to bridge that gap in entirety like 100% and but that's a journey right today we may be able to build that gap like 90% 80% 70% in some cases right depending upon use cases the percentage might change but the remaining you know 20% or 30% is where traditional programming is required and that is where this new paradigm of low code no code is coming and trying to solve that problem and it's been fairly successful in solving the problem which apple and autocad and all were not able to solve the problem because they took a very idealistic view about uh, this particular challenge so are you saying that low code no code in the paradigm that we have today does address the current skills shortage yes the reason is it basically abstracts so it is uh, fundamentally what does low code no code provide to solve this semantic gap is provides abstractions so what is an abstraction you don't need to know how things work underneath that is an abstraction for example if you have a car you push a key and you crank the key it starts nobody needs to know there is a wire and there is an alternator and there is a battery it charges it and then it all that is detail and then you press the pedal it goes forward you press the brake it stops and that's pretty much what i need to know so as a user right so i don't need to know the underlying plumbing and abstraction is what provides you that capability having to have to not deal with the underlying plumbing so the low code no code paradigms provide that higher level of abstraction so that a user can simply drag and drop a form and a bunch of widgets and a button and says push go live or something like that we in our case we call it go live in kisflow's case like you know it just becomes an application they don't need to know where the data is stored whether you have to create a table whether you have to write you know how do when i click a but uh, can i click a tab should i go to the next field and there is a button and i click that how does it save where does it save all this is the details right the plumbing details so the low code no code paradigm provides this abstraction so that people who have the domain knowledge which is essentially the people who work in the business now or equipped they get trained to use the low code no code paradigm so that they can start building software themselves without having to be a professional programmer and that's really the new paradigm that we are talking about speaking of programmers are we implying that low code no code will spell the end of the these people's jobs no 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 actually if at all i think it's going to be expanding so what is happening is today let's say there is roughly 20 million it jobs and then there are a billion business users so this is roughly the numbers worldwide right you know give or take you know few percentage points here and there so 20 million professional developers and then 1 billion business users now what is happening in the no code no code paradigm is that the platform the new paradigm is trying to empower the 1 billion people to automate 
new processes which there is no skill set there is no talent available to automate that so that is where they are coming in but in addition to this with this explosion what's going to happen is this 20 billion professional developers will have to increase to 10 you know 30 billion or 40 billion or something like that because more and more the no code developers start building applications they will required some help because they will only do 80% of it and then now they need the remaining 20% or 30% depending upon the use case to be completed by a professional developer which means we, they need more support there is going to be an explosion of uh, jobs and in practice uh, what i understood from the market is that people who are let's say a traditional java developer let's say they get paid $150,000 or so in the us but if you are a no code low code platform developer you get paid like $200,000 so there is a premium you get if you are a, a low code developer which is the professional part of the low code developer right but the no code part any anyway, business users can do and that's where the skill gap is addressed the explosion is going to happen business is going to benefit users are going to upgrade their skills it's a sort of a win win that uh, everybody was wanting and it's sort of little bit like a too good to be true kind of uh, situation we are in actually how would you differentiate between a low code and no code are, are they one and the same no they are not like for example so i have a comparison for example in no code business users can create applications but low code business users cannot create because it requires programming you need some programming in no code it's a visual design is possible so both business users and professional users can do it right in low code and no code but in terms of application delivery speed low code because it's purely drag and drop it will give you 8 to 10x productivity but low code will give you probably 2 3x productivity in terms of ease of use it will be like super easy to use no code platforms but low code platforms will be somewhere in the middle right because it requires programming it won't be that easy to do because once it involves programming you get stuck little bit and when it comes to building complex applications in no code you will be able to build medium complex applications but low code you can build fully complex applications in no code you can keep changing things very frequently but in low code because there is some programming involved anytime in programming involved frequent changes becomes little difficult and so on and so forth that's really how i differentiate low code and no code and in terms of capabilities no code is completely think about it like a vc wig drag and drop editor with somebody with a few days of training they'll be able to start using it but low code you need to understand looping constructs while loop just like a normal programmer you got to understand all the pieces but you also need to in addition to understanding programming concept you also need to understand a little bit of the platform and that's why professional low code developers will get charged a little bit more premium for an organization my company i've been getting proposals from low code and no code vendors how do i decide which one is right for my organization or for my need our approach is it is not this versus that you need both you need a platform which does both because you would want to start empowering see there were always people uh, i'll also tell a little bit about my background right so i started my career in rule engine space okay i first worked uh, in a company called hewlett packard uh, where i built the rule based engines and then i worked for another company in the us uh, where it is an inference engine based on configuration uh, technology it was always a wish that rule engines can be directly used by business users but that wish was never uh, practically feasible and that's really what these low code no code platforms are uh, trying to do but when they are trying to do that you are not trying to do no code versus low code you're trying to do hey there is a use case where it is very simple straightforward a business user can actually st- straight away translate what he has in mind and push it to live so you just live with no code but then there is a, another use case 
a business user can design the process like a workflow process like you can say where it starts who needs to go next and so on and then you can design a form uh, you can design the ui you can put some logic rules conditions all these things because everything is visual and drag and drop but then there is a button he has to write some custom logic and he has to write some you know on action of that button he has to trigger an integration for example which is far more sophisticated now this application cannot go live purely with the business user because it will get stuck so he will complete 80% of it and then remaining 20% he has to take a help of a low code developer who will come in and complete that action button code and then he will push it to production so the short answer is it is not really a no code versus low code game it's really a unified platform which seamlessly allows business users who have the domain knowledge and it users who have the technical knowledge to collaborate together in a single unified platform so that they can as an enterprise as a corporate you can actually handle the explosion of digital requirement that is coming to your company and hence you need a platform which does both rather than one versus the other Okay, now you got me thinking. Does that mean that if a vendor claims that they provide low code only, that they may not necessarily fit my overall coding yeah. needs or application? Okay, it's a very important question. If a vendor only provides a low code platform. what that really means is they are only solving one problem which is productivity of their it teams today the productivity of the it teams can be accelerated by 3 to 4 times if you have a low code platform if you are only trying to solve that problem then a low code platform is good enough but that won't in this digital explosion era that is not what their most companies are trying to solve what they're trying to solve is how do i push this automation process automation and digitization digitalization paradigm to the edge of the enterprise not just in the it function when i try to do that i'm going to run into small simple applications medium applications and complex applications which means complex applications will directly go to it team simple application will directly go to the business team medium complex application 80% 70% will be done by business 30% will be done by it which means you need a platform which solves all these three use cases and in this complex environment of sharing of skills that's required or expertise who decides how much part goes to which part is it a, a team a cio who gets to make the the tough decisions Uh, it's not the person dependent right for example if you really look at this right it is actually what capability you require for example in a workflow logic there are some default logic uh, assignment logic which the platforms will provide for example assign to all or a round robin logic or a least loaded now when you are choosing those logics like then it is no code because there is nothing you don't know to write any code there right so you simply choose a round robin assignment algorithm system automatically assigns in a round robin fashion right or if i choose a least loaded i does it based on least loaded but as soon as i choose something like i neither round robin nor a least loaded or uh, assign to all option works and you need to use a custom logic then a business user cannot do that because you need to write some logic because the data will be present in external systems you need to look it up process it and compute some logic and then decide who needs to get this particular item so it is the use case that determines what parts goes to the business user and what parts go to the professional developer the low code developer and not really a authority question it's really the use case question for decades there is a divide that exists between it and the rest of the organization right do you see low code no code as bridging that divide yes 
in, in fact, that's what I wanted to say in the last question. I, I sort of missed that out. That is the dream, right? We were all, in fact, this is a dream that we have been pursuing for the last 15 years or so, right? So we wanted to democratize rule-based computing. And at that time, there is no low-code, no-code paradigm. But now the low-code, no-code paradigm is established, the democratization of rule-based computing so that empowering users and collaborating IT and business together. And uh, if you remember, some companies have this uh, function called business technology, right? There is information technology. And then there is this new thing called business technology. Essentially, their goal is, hey, let's bring business and technology together because they are working like silos. And that's why they coined this term called business technology. And uh, the underlying powering tool for business technology to come to reality will be the low-code, no-code paradigm and the platform. What is your advice to A, IT leaders and B, to business leaders around strategies that alleviate the IT skills shortage? Yeah, I would say that the business leaders need to work on, uh, especially the IT leaders, needs to work on high-value, complex assignments and keep them with IT and move domain-intensive, simple-to-medium-complex application towards the business and push it as much as toward the edge of the enterprise. Because what will no-code platforms will do is it will completely shorten the cycle of why people are writing requirement specification, why people are writing acceptance specification is because some Somebody is specifying a requirement, somebody else is building it. And every time there is a conflict, people want to prove that what I said is right or what is documented and you want to deliver to the documentation. But when you use a technology and push this away to the person who is actually having the need and he himself is developing the need, there is nobody else he is answerable to, right? Which means that the whole life cycle of software development life cycle is completely going to be killed and going to go into agile. So if you want to really make your company agile, you have to choose the right low-code, no-code platform platform, which allows you to do these three things, right? One is increase the productivity of your internal IT team so that you use low-code portion of it. Push uh, medium and simple application to the business user so that a lot of digitalization digitization happens so that your company becomes agile. So medium complex application, you can hybrid collaborate with business users and IT. If you are able to do that, you are on to taking your company to a digital transformation era. Okay, let me ask you the most difficult question of all. In all of this, can you give us a 30-second pitch of what KISS flow is all about? So Kissflow first is a it's a low code no code leader. We we actually in many ways pioneered uh, the no code paradigm. We started in uh, way back in 2004 five time frame. We were trying to do that. So we have a single platform where we have a low code component as well as the no code component in a single integrated platform where business users and IT developers can collaborate to solve all the three kinds of uh, use cases: simple applications, medium applications, and complex applications, including in user dashboards, portals, third-party portals, employee portals, analytics reports, everything integrated in one single environment, workflows, case management, all part of the single unified platform. That's really what Kishflow does. Suresh, thank you for joining me on Podcasts for Future CIO. Thank you, Alan. It was great talking to you. That was Suresh Sambandam, CEO of Kishflow on how low-code, no-code solves the IT skills shortage. You are listening in to Podcast for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcast for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcast for Future CIO. Bye for now.